evening and welcome into Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly. Have you for the next hour as we take you till 9 o'clock and we are talking all things Brewers baseball. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620, or you can tweet into the program if you would like at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got a lot to get to. I don't know about you. We're five days removed, right? Five days removed from the season coming to an end. It ended on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, five days removed from the season come to an end. I don't know about you. It feels like a month ago to me that the season ended. It doesn't feel like it was five days ago. It seems like it was a really, really long time ago that the season uh, came to an end. But it was five days ago. And here we are talking about off-season stuff. And that's what we'll do today. So here's what's coming up on the program. Uh, Some news today. Brewers have four finalists for National League Gold Gloves. We'll go through those names, and we will also uh, look at it and see who really has a legit shot at some of these awards. And I think a couple Brewers really do. I'd say a couple Brewers are going to have a tough time winning, and we'll go through all that. Some coaching changes on the staff, and maybe that's a bit of a surprise, but we will go through the, well, I'll tell you now who's not going to be around anymore, Darnell Coles, the Brewers hitting coach. He has resigned his position. And then uh, bullpen coach Lee Tunnel, he did not have his contract renewed. So essentially he was not asked back. Um, and considering how good the bullpen was, I guess you can say that is a bit of a surprise, but it it is what it is, and then also um, head athletic trainer Dan Wright. He is not being asked back either, which I don't know what leads to that. And you know that's kind of the least sexy of the the three folks. Uh, you know when you're talking about a hitting coach, a bullpen coach, head athletic trainer. I think most people are going to be a lot more interested in knowing what's going on in terms of hitting coach, what's going on in terms of bullpen coach, athletic trainer. You, you see the athletic trainer when he runs out onto the field because there's an injury. You hear his name because on the radio broadcast or on the TV broadcast, they mention that when he comes out on the field because of injury. But it's tough to evaluate whether or not a, an athletic trainer is doing a good job or not. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what leads to him leaving, but it's also not really something we're going to get into on the program because we're not going to evaluate whether or not a head athletic trainer was uh, was doing a good job. I never heard anything bad about Dan Wright, that's for sure. I heard he was one heck of a trainer. So, uh, But a little bit of a surprise in terms of the coaching staff, so we will touch on that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. Also, I hear from you. I heard from you. We did the Brewers Extra Innings show after uh, Game 7 on Saturday night, and I heard from a lot of folks that night now that we are those five days removed from the season coming to an end, what has time done for you in terms of your, your view of the season? There were some people after the game on Saturday who were pretty darn upset. Not, not, not upset about losing. I think most Brewers fans were upset about the fact that the team lost and didn't make it to the World Series. But 
there were individuals that were maybe upset about some things that happened specifically over the course of the World Series. I would think time would soften that and time would allow you to more appreciate what happened over the course of a season. And it was a great season. It was a, The Brewers were one of three teams left playing in all of Major League Baseball. And that's, that's a pretty good run for this team. I think mo- and I know you've heard this before, and I'll repeat it. I think most people at the beginning of the season would have taken that, would have taken a team going to the NLCS, getting all the way to Game 7 of the NLCS. That doesn't make the fact that the team lost Game 7 and did not get to the World Series, that doesn't make it hurt less. But it was a great season. It was a fantastic season. I've had so many people ask me here recently, just over these last five days as I've been around town and seeing, I, I start to emerge from a cocoon that is the baseball season where I don't see anybody, I don't talk to anybody, I don't do anything for the better course of six months. And as I have started to emerge here over the last few days, everybody, everybody that I, I run into that I haven't seen for a while and haven't talked to in a while, all they want to do is talk about the last month of the Brewers season and how much fun it was and how incredible it was and how they enjoyed it and how it was great to be talking about the Brewers in uh, in the month of October. And it's it was a really cool season, and I think that uh, I, th- I think most people can accept that. So uh, that's what we're going to do first. Uh, we'll see if um, uh, I'd like to hear from you. I- I'm I'm curious from your standpoint over the course of the last five days how you have maybe adjusted your thinking or maybe you haven't adjusted your thinking. That's cool too. Uh, just looking back at the season and where you're at on this team and what they were able to accomplish. If you want to call the number, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll take your phone calls. We'll take your text messages. We can take your tweets as well at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're talking Brewers baseball. It is Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in, talking all things Brewers baseball till 9 o'clock. We will continue to do this. Every Thursday night, barring a Bucks game being on the air, we are here to talk Brewers baseball. Brewers Weekly is a 52-week-a-year endeavor. I guess 51-week year. I don't think we do a show on Thanksgiving. And then, of course, we don't do games or don't do shows uh, if there is a Bucks game or if there's a Packers Thursday night game. But for the most part, 12 months a year, we are here talking Brewers baseball on Thursday nights. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. You can also tweet in, if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Mary in Brookfield texting into the program. I'm disappointed that the Brewers lost and that the World Series is not going to be played at Miller Park tomorrow, but it was an awesome ride while it lasted. I can't wait for spring training. And then the Christian Yelich, let's go with all the O's. Thanks for texting in, Mary. I do. Th- How could you not enjoy what happened in the last month? In If you... 
if the Brewers losing game number seven and not making it to the World Series tainted your enjoyment, like retroactively tainted your enjoyment of the playoff run, I'm not trying to tell you how to be a fan, but I would say you got to maybe maybe look a little inward and say, can I enjoy nice things? Because that was that was special. I've said this over and over and over, and you've probably heard me say it if you've listened to me on the radio at all, but I'll say it again because it is, it's remarkable. It is absolutely 100%, without a doubt, remarkable what the Brewers accomplished in a relatively short amount of time. You know, let's specifically go to the 12-game winning streak. In the course of 12 games... The first win of that 12-game winning streak was a series win against the Pirates. They had really struggled against the Pirates. So getting a win to clinch a series against the Pirates, that mattered. And then as the wins continued to accumulate after that, they went from being on the playoff bubble. Then they clinched a playoff spot. At the very least, they were going to be the, the, the second wild card. And then they clinched a position where, at the very least, they were going to be the top wild card and they would host a playoff game. And then they were able to put themselves in position to get to the game 163 against the Cubs, and they won that. And not only did it give them the the top seed in the National League with the most amount of wins, uh, it, it gave them the division as well. So they win the NL Central, and then they go into the division series, and they're able to sweep through the Colorado Rockies, and then they open up the NLCS with a win that is that's a lot of things to accomplish in 12 games and then even after they lost they were able to push the national league championship series to seven games and it's really easy it is really really easy and i'm not trying to go back on this too much because we've been able to move forward for the most part but it's really easy to Look at look at that seven game series against the Dodgers and find those moments that stopped the Brewers from getting to the World Series. Especially in terms of the losses. That game two loss at home, that was tough. That was a four three loss. You had a lead in it. At one point it kind of felt like a commanding lead, like when you were when you were sitting there watching that game in game number two, even though it wasn't a large run differential. It felt like they were completely in control of the game, and then just a snap of a finger, it completely turns around. So you look at that. You look at the 13-inning loss in Los Angeles that ended up being a 2-1 loss for the Brewers and how they had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to win that game. And it's really easy to do that when when you come up one win short, one win short of the World Series, it's really easy to do that. You know, last year, the team came up one game short of the postseason. They finished one game out of a postseason spot last year. So what did we do? What did we do as soon as that season ended last year? We took an entire 162-game schedule, and we started picking 
all the spots over the course of the season. Oh, if they just wouldn't have given up the run here, they would have won that game. If they would have just won this game, if they would have just won this game, look at all these opportunities that they had to win games, or if they would have won any of them, they would have been in the postseason. So that's what we did last year. It's different when you come up one win short of the World Series because now you don't have this 162-game palette to go really take a look at because basically they accomplished everything they could could potentially accomplish over the course of 162 games, 163 games. They won more games than anybody else in the National League. So you can't really nitpick anything that happened in the course of the regular season. But you can nitpick the NLCS. You can nitpick the heck out of it. And that's what you do. You look at those moments over the course of a season, or over the course of a series, I should say, that really determined whether or not the team was going to be a playoff squad. All right, so where do you move forward now? How do, I've, got a, I've got a philosophy that I apply to football. And I'm going to try to apply it to baseball in terms of how you approach an offseason. And I'll explain that next. It's Brewers Weekly. We roll on in just a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. 826 is our time. 414-799-1620. That's our number that you can call or text into. It is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in if you would like at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. All right, so I've been thinking about this. And I kind of, what really pushed me into thinking about this was the changes that were made today on the coaching staff. Darnell Cole's resigning. Now, sometimes guys resign and they're they're kind of asked to leave, and sometimes guys resign, and it's their own thing. I've got no inside information on this. With Coles, the fact that on the same day they announced that Lee Tunnel's contract is not being renewed. Basically, the Brewers said they did not ask uh, Lee Tunnel back, where Darnell Coles resigned. I feel like if if they were not going to bring back Darnell Coles, they would be treating the the release and, and the verbiage of the way they announced that the same way that they do with Lee Tunnel. I, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just kind of how I sense things. But all that being said, it got me thinking. So in football, I've got, and, and Ashton was surprised that I actually have some philosophies on some things. I've got this philosophy when it comes to, especially NFL teams in the postseason. I think that if you're an NFL team, and stick with me here, I know this is a Brewer show, I've got a philosophy that if you're an NFL team and you get to the postseason but you don't win the Super Bowl, that you look at the flaws that became very clear in the game that you lost that ends your season and you address that. That's the number one thing. Like issues that maybe exist over the 16 game season, issues that maybe existed in some earlier postseason games. Not that you ignore those, but whatever was the Achilles heel that knocks you out, that, that ends your season, I think that's what teams should focus on in the offseason going into the next season. So I tried to apply that standard to Major League Baseball. And it's different. 
It's clearly different. It's 16 regular season games versus 162 regular season games. It's single postseason games against series. So it's different. It's, it's not apples to apples. It is completely, 100%, totally different. But there's still some basic truths in there that I think can be applied to both sides. And from the Brewers' standpoint, what knocks them out of the postseason this year? Inconsistent offense. Now, the one thing that kind of helps with my argument here is that wasn't something that just popped up out of nowhere in the postseason. They were inconsistent from an offensive standpoint the entire season. And you can look at the the times that they were shut out. And I think sometimes people like me and us in the media and even fans as well. Like it's a when you hear about all the shutouts during the course of the season, it's it's easy to jump on that number. Well, what's really the difference between being shut out and scoring one run in a game? You're not you're not you're not winning those runs that are winning those games that you score one run in. I it's just a good talking point. Oh, they've been shut out. I don't even remember the shutout total anymore, but they, they had a lot of shutouts this year. It's it, sometimes we made more of it than we really need to. But they did have an inconsistent offense during the course of the season. Situationally, they were not a great team. And people called about this all the time. And I think sometimes the people who called who were frustrated with the lack of situational hitting, they would say things to me like, why are you not bunting the runner from second to third with no outs, even if you've got the middle of the order coming up. Like that, that, was, that was how you tried to... I think that's how sometimes people viewed the issues with situational hitting. Where I would say where the Brewers struggled was being able to, at the very least, in those, in those situations where you had the runner on in second and nobody out, at the very least, being able to hit the ball to the right side of the infield. So you were sure to move the runner in or move the runner over to third. The situations where you did have a runner at third and less than two outs and the ability to hit the ball to the outfield to make sure that uh, you drove home the run. Those were issues that the Brewers had. Now, because you watch the Brewers on an everyday basis, because you were invested in the Brewers, those were areas that they struggled and you, you probably felt like, it was really, really bad. I could tell you there's a lot of teams in baseball who struggled with that. But we're not worried about the other teams in baseball right now because the Brewers just got within one game of the World Series. So it's more about going and trying to fix those issues that existed. And Darnell Coles did a really, really good job with the Brewers. Darnell Coles was a really good hitting coach. But is getting a new voice in there somebody who can address those things, those items that resulted in the team coming up just one game short of the World Series? Is getting a new voice in there something that can help and something that can work? Maybe. I mean, look at the Cubs. They took a step back offensively this past year. They had a new hitting coach. Didn't work at all. And after one season, boom, he's gone. They let him go. And now they've kind of went back to the philosophy that they had a couple years ago. And 
I don't know. I don't think there's going to be any major philosophy changes in terms of how the Brewers want to go about you know that, that the, their strategy in terms of hitting. But is a new voice something that can help this team fight through some of those offensive inconsistency issues? Maybe. Maybe. Now, even more so, I actually think making changes on the coaching staff shows that this team has kind of taken a step forward in some areas. And I know that's a weird thing. You're probably thinking, how in the world does letting coaches go or moving on from coaches mean that this team has taken a step in some way? I'll explain it next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Hawley. Got you for another 25 minutes, taking you till 9 o'clock. If you want to talk Brewers, you can do so by calling into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. You can also tweet in, if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Again, we are going to continue to do Brewers Weekly throughout the course of the off season. This is not just an in-season show, so Thursday nights be tuned in here to WTMJ at 8 o'clock. And barring a Packers Thursday night game or a Bucks Thursday night game, we will be here with Brewers Weekly. Also, by the way, shameless plug because I'm good at those. If you need even more Brewers talk beyond that, I have my Brewers Extra Innings podcast. It's available at WTMJ.com. If you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, all you got to do is do a search for uh, Brewers Extra Innings, and uh, that podcast always drops on late Sunday night, early Monday morning. So if you uh, want to listen to a Brewers-related podcast, we got that for you, and uh, you can check that out for yourself. All right, so Brewers make some changes on the coaching staff. Darnell Coles resigns. Uh, pitching coach Lee Tunnel does not have his contract renewed. And I, in a weird way, in a really weird way, and you're going to have to stick with me on this because this is convoluted. In a weird way, I think this shows the Brewers taking a step forward. Now, in no way, shape, or form is that an indictment on the individuals. I think they did a really good job. Quite honestly, I'm a little bit surprised that they're making changes. I think Darnell Coles did a heck of a job as a hitting coach. From from all indications, Lee Tunnel did a really good job as the bullpen coach. And it really didn't matter which staff members were being replaced. What I'm saying right now has absolutely nothing to do with Darnell Coles or Lee Tunnel. It could be Pat Murphy. It could be Derek Johnson. It could be Ed Cedar. It could be anybody on the coaching staff uh, where they're moving on from them that I would make this point that I'm about to make. When, when you're not yet winning at the level that you want to win at, you you value certain things as you're building, as you're rebuilding, as the Brewers have done over the last few years. And you're not yet in the postseason. You're trying to get better. At that point, something that I believe you value is consistency. And it was really important for this Brewers team since since Craig Council started and going into his first year, his first full year as manager, that you you had consistency with the coaching staff. You didn't want to go into a new season and all of a sudden have that new hitting coach, 
have the new bullpen coach, have a new pitching coach, whoever. I, the, the message from the coaching staff staying the same as you're going through the rebuild process, that was important. That helped this team move forward. All right, so there's that imaginary line. They cross that line, and they become a postseason team. Not only do they cross that line and become a postseason team, they cross that line being a legit World Series contender, having the most wins in the National League, and coming up one win short of the World Series, going to Game 7 of the NLCS. Now all of a sudden you start looking at the team a little bit differently. Now all of a sudden you're valuing different things. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same as three years ago when they were redoing the roster in the offseason, going into Craig Council's first full season as manager, going into David Stern's first year as general manager. I mean, it was, it, it was taking a bomb to the entire organization almost. That, that roster and that 40-man roster, it just it completely turned over. Because that's what they had to do at that point. That's what you needed to do to start positioning the team to winning. You wouldn't do that now. You're not going to go trade Christian Yelich away. You're not going to go trade Lorenzo Cain away. You're not going to uh, go send all these guys away. You don't do that now. This, the, the team has evolved to a certain point where what you did three years ago is not what you do now. And I think you can apply that same standard to the motivation for these coaching changes. Two, three, over the last few years, the value of having a consistent message from the same voices was really important. Well, that, not that that's not important, but that's not most important anymore. They're at a point where you can sit there and say, you know what? We, we want a different voice in the bullpen. We, just, we want our pitchers out there to hear something else. It's, a, it's important to have a little bit of a shake-up on the staff to get some new voices in there. Now when they're one win short of the World Series, you can say, okay, that's, we've evolved to a point where that's most important. Okay, so from a hitting standpoint, we, we don't know how much of a choice it was for Darnell Coles to resign and how much maybe he was asked to move on, either way, you can now say, okay, we need somebody who can help us get to a point of being a better situational hitting team. There's some tweaks that we want in the hitting coach. Three years ago, those tweaks don't matter. They matter now. So you can start focusing in more on the small stuff. When, when you're a bad team, you got to focus on the big stuff. When you're a really good team, you focus on the small stuff. The inches here and the inches there that are the difference between you losing game seven of the NLCS and getting to the World Series. And that's what this team is addressing now. And coaching changes, it's a part of it. So not an indictment on Darnell Coles. Not an indictment on Lee Tunnel. But from a big-picture perspective, the fact that staff consistency is now taking a backseat to some small tweaks that they want to make, it just continues to show the evolution of this team as they have gone through 
the last few years. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet in as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers Weekly continues on in just a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolls on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Appreciate you being tuned in. Have you till 9 o'clock. Continuing to talk all things Brewers baseball. We will do this every week, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. If you want to join the program, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. Let's go to Eddie in Milwaukee. Hey, Eddie, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, Matt, this is uh, Eddie Jones in Milwaukee. I remember talking to you about 10 and 15 days before the All-Star break. And when the Blues were falling on their faces when they lost the 11 games in a row. And I mentioned Donnell Cole's name, and you acted like it was a bad word. I saw then that it was a weakness somewhere in the batting. He's a batting coach. And these players were not moving players, based, I mean runners, from one base to another at all. They were leaving the bases loaded sometimes and two men on base consistently in scoring positions. And I said that, and you said those people really loved the, uh, Donnell Cole and that he had no problem. And there was nothing wrong with what he was doing. But I knew that that was a problem. It wasn't the pitching. The bullpen was the best in the nation. Uh, do you hey do you question for you? I'm gonna give you some numbers. Do you give him any credit for the fact that the team was second in the league in home runs, third in the league in total? But hold on, I let you talk. You can let me talk. We can have a conversation. That's allowed. Okay. Okay. I just did, Eddie. I I gave you went on and on and on, and I sat there and I said nothing. And the moment I say something, what do you do? You you interrupt. We can we can have a conversation, or I can hang up on you. Which one do you want to do? I want to have a conversation. All right, then let me talk. So, the Brewers this year were second in the league in home runs, they were third in the league in total bases, and they were third in slugging percentage. I'll give you that the Brewers struggled moving runners over, that their situational numbers were not great. But you know what? I want a team that scores runs. I want a team that hits home runs more than I want a team that can move a runner from second to third. I'm not saying Darnell Coles was perfect. I'm not saying that as this team comes up a win short of the World Series, that getting a little bit of a different voice might not be good for this team. But you're not everything's a black and white issue. I think we can sit here and say Darnell Coles did a good job as the coach. Are there things that he could have done better and that maybe the next hitting coach will do better? Sure. Uh, that's, that's something that's not arguable. But I think saying that he didn't do a good job is not fair. Now, I'm not saying he didn't do a good job, Matt. That's not what I'm saying. But at the time when I told you that, if we would have started working on that problem then, we wouldn't have had that same problem from playoff time or postseason time. That's what I'm saying. So you would have liked to have seen them make a midseason change at hitting coach? Liked, I would have liked to have seen him come forward and tell the, the, the fans why they were leaving all those men on base. And if he could do anything about it, if he couldn't step aside now, don't wait until it's over with. Don't wait until the ship lands to jump off. Jump off while it's still in the water. I disagree, Eddie. And I, you weren't going to get. How did the Cardinals do when they changed out all their? Did they end up in the postseason? Okay, but my point is, when you make changes on a coaching staff midway through the season, it doesn't work. 
This, this, the Brewers had a really good season. And Eddie, I think we can agree that there are some things that this team can do better from a hitting standpoint. We're, we're completely on the same page there. In fact, I bet we agree on more stuff than we disagree with, but the nuance of it, Darnell Coles was the hitting coach this year. I would disagree adamantly that him leaving in the middle of the season would have had any positive impact on this team. No, well, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he left at all. I'm saying they could, they could have fired him. But what I'm saying is this. Do something about the problem when you find out you have it. Don't wait until it's over. Again, I, I feel like you're saying they should have fired him in the middle of the season, which I, I disagree with. No, I'm not saying fire him. He can't be reprimanded. That must just fire Sometimes you need a little fire put to your feet when you're holding them to the fire. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, what I'm saying. I'm not saying fire him. I don't know what the problem was between them, but I know there was a problem. How do you reprimand a hitting coach for a team that does not move runners over? You, what do you do? For, what do you do for a pitcher when you when, when he does he's not produce a starting pitcher? You send him to the bullpen. So what's the what's the analog? Give me something that is analogous to a hitting coach. What should have give? Don't just tell. Don't give me this vague man, term of. They they the should have reprimanded him. What should they've done? The man who's in charge of seeing to it that the batters move runners and via the fly ball, line drive, anything. Don't get a bunch of strikeouts and pop up guys in the middle of the game and let them leave men on base and then talk about it at the end of the season. That, that's no good. Do something about it when it's happening. That's my point. I, it's not like they weren't working on it. When I talked, called, and talked to you about it, you said they loved him and he was doing everything right. That's what you said. Okay, I can't go back to the exact thing, but I'll tell you what they they liked Darnell Coles. He was he did do a good job, and he was this was it's across baseball, Eddie. Go if you watched any other team in baseball, you'd see a lot of teams that strike out a lot. Strikeouts continue to move up, and I think something that I said very regularly, and maybe this is something I said to you earlier in the year, is that. Teams don't despise the strikeout the way they used to. You can look at some of the advanced numbers and say strikeouts don't hurt you as much as previous generations of baseball folk, the traditional thinking around baseball, uh, that uh, the way it was viewed differently. Strikeouts are viewed differently now than they were before, but that's not unique to the Brewers, Eddie. That is something that is true across Major League Baseball. I didn't say that was. What I said was, they're not moving runners. I don't care if you do it by strikeout or pop-up or whatever. You're not moving them. Hit right. a wide side. Hit a pop-up or hit a long fly ball or something to score them in from third base or second base or wherever. All right, Eddie, I, I got to let you go. This is an interesting conversation. I, I love your passion. I appreciate uh, you giving us a call. We're, we're up against a break, so I, I got to let you go. I think Darnell Coles did a really good job, and I also think that uh, the, the Brewers can be better with the situational stuff, and that's going to be something that I would suspect is going to be a focus going into next season. All right, one more break. We'll come back. We'll grab a couple phone calls. We'll grab a couple text messages. We'll call tonight. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Do want to let you know four Brewers are the final three uh, finalists final three finalists, Matt used the English language better, uh, that are their finalists for gold gloves. Lorenzo Kane in center field, Manny Pena at catcher, Travis Shaw at third base, Christian Yelich in left field. 
I would be shocked. Maybe shock's too strong. I think Lorenzo Cain's going to win the gold glove in center field. I think there's a pretty good chance that Yelich wins one. I, I, I seriously doubt Pena and Shaw are going to win gold gloves, but really cool that they are one of three finalists. Uh, got just a couple minutes left in the program. Let's grab one more phone call before it's, uh, we call it a night. Mike's in Milwaukee. Hey, Mike, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Matt. Hey. This, this is Mike that texts you all the time. Oh, okay, cool. And you know who I am. Yep. I'm going to say this. Craig Council deserves to be manager of the year. I disagreed several times this year, quite a few times, with his starting pitching, uh, yanking guys out. And I thought game two, I really was insane that day. Game two, he should have left Miley in. Not only did he only give up two singles that were spread out, he had two hits. And I think we would have won that game and have been in the series. But I'm going to say this once again. You taught me a few things. That That's scary. Maybe the new. Well, no, don't don't laugh. Hey, Mike, I got about thirty seconds left, so just to make your point real quick. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. What happened was that might be the new wave, and I like it. I don't agree with it so much, but I like it if we win. That's fair. And Mike, I appreciate the phone call and all the text messages throughout the course uh, of the year. Here's my thing on on the pitching. If you are a traditionalist in baseball and you don't like the way that uh, the Brewers utilized pitching, I'm not mad at you. That's fair. That's cool. That's 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 the style of baseball you like. But I think saying that it doesn't work is not fair. It might not be the way you want to see baseball played, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. We'll talk to you again next week for more uh, Brewers Weekly. Or maybe, I don't think we have a show next week, but we'll talk to you again soon here on WTMJ.